Hi everyone, Leanne Pilkington here for another edition of Courageous Conversations and our next guest I met just recently when she spoke at a Real Women in Real Estate event up in Byron Bay and she was so entertaining and the crowd enjoyed her so much, we decided that a podcast absolutely had to happen. So please welcome to the podcast, Janice Maple. How are you, Janice? I'm really well, thanks Leanne. Thank you for that welcome. Oh, look, absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. So you obviously are living in Bangalore, which is just very close by the beautiful Byron Bay. How did you come about to end up in that part of the world? Um, Well, about 20 years ago, I came up to Byron Bay for a holiday with my partner and six-month-old son. It was September and I was living in Melbourne at the time and we came up Say no more. (laughs) Exactly. It was September and we were on the beach every day and we just looked at each other and I just said look you know this is such a beautiful place and there were lots of young families we were a young family we were living right in the heart of Melbourne in St Kilda at the time it was sort of it was great when we were sort of you know young and child free but it wasn't you know the place that we probably thought that we would want to raise a family when we came to Byron Bay we just loved the whole feel of it and we thought yep look let's do it so within 12 months we went you know we went back to melbourne we sold up a few things and you know or wound up a few things and then moved up to byron bay and haven't looked back that was 2000 <laughs> That's a big deal to move so far away. Look, and it was a big deal at the time and I didn't realise that we were being so brave and um, right. because I've, I'm, I guess I've, I've realised in my life that I'm that sort of person where it's like, look, if, it's, if, if there's another option, you know, presenting itself or opportunity, why don't you just take it? And so I didn't ever feel restricted that I have to stay in Melbourne and I have to do, have that lifestyle that everyone else seemed that they had to do. We just went, look there's an opportunity there, let's go. And a lot of family members said, but what if it doesn't work out and friends? And I said, well, we'll come back or we'll do something different. Let's try it. And that's what we did. And, you know, that was, yeah, as I said, 19 years ago and I haven't looked back. Oh, fantastic. Mm. And why real estate? Were you in real estate in Melbourne? No, I was actually in event management and I loved doing that. Like it was, you know, I was organising big trade exhibitions and I'd moved into sort of an account manager role. So I was doing sales, but at big trade exhibitions. And when we moved to Byron Bay, I stayed with that same company and sort of worked remotely for about six months. But I realised that working from home and not actually interacting with people I found really difficult and I just thought no I want to get out there and meet some people in Byron Bay so I had a look in the paper the local paper and just thought well what can I do because there's not a lot of professional or semi-professional opportunities in a you know a small coastal town and the real estate ad jumped out at me and I thought oh that looks interesting and I had no idea really what it entailed but I thought it jumped out and I thought well I'll go and have a chat with a couple of people about it so I applied for that job and started as a sales trainee in 2001. Fantastic. And so sales trainee, then you transitioned into an independent agent. So I had quite a long apprenticeship with that office. I was really lucky that my um, principal saw in me some skills that he you know, hadn't had in that role before. He allowed me to be a, a sales support person within the office for quite a few years, which was really great 
for for a basis to you know become a you know a real estate agent because one I didn't know the area that I was going to be selling in um, and two I didn't know a lot of people in the area I didn't really know what the job was that grounding really allowed me to yeah learn all about the job learn about where I lived I knew every street in Byron Bay I built up quite a nice rapport with other agents from other offices during that time about four years into this apprenticeship <laughs> I finally realized that I think I mentioned this mentioned this on the night when we spoke at the Byron at Byron the team that I worked with were all men they were all about 10 years older than me and so they were my role models and I really struggled with identifying myself as a salesperson because I looked at them and I thought I'm not sure I can do what they do because you know I talk differently I presented myself differently I just definitely wasn't like the men that were in our office not that they were wrong or anything they were just you know they were just men and they were doing it they were different Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, a, a lady came and joined our office. Um, her name's Kay Wilkie, and I'm quite happy to, you know, mention her name because she's very well known in our area. And she was very well established as a real estate agent. In fact, she had sold me my home in Bangalore in 2001. Um, so I knew her, but she came into the office and she showed me that you didn't have to do it a certain way. You could actually be yourself and still be successful. And she was really successful. And in fact, I think she has been, you know, her stay at that office, she was their most successful salesperson by a long shot. So yeah, it's interesting, the importance of role models that are not just successful, but role models that you can relate to and that that think more similar to the way you think. Totally. And I think that really sort of, I mean, I look back at that time and and whilst I didn't probably understand it or appreciate it at the time, I now can look back and go, wow, her coming into the office or Kay coming into the office really was that stepping stone for me, taking that leap of faith in myself to go, why don't you do it? You know, you should you should try it, you know. And so I did. And within sort of the first 12 months of being a salesperson, because I had that such great grounding, that really long apprenticeship, I did really well. And I was in the, you know, top 10 of salespeople in my first year. It was a really great time because I could put into practice everything that I'd seen by all the other agents just go for it. And that's what I did. So, and I was, I felt really well supported at that time. But you didn't end up staying at that office long-term. You're not there now, right? No, no. So that office, I stayed there until 2007. So it was my the first sort of six years of my real estate career. And I did probably about 18 months of sales within that office. But I did feel that it was when I left there, it was it was the right time to go. I, I obviously was ready for another challenge. I didn't know what that challenge was going to be, <laughs> but it felt like it was the right time to leave that office. I actually had a baby at that time too. So there were a few external factors that forced me out of the office. And again, I look back at that time and go, well, that needed to happen because I needed to move on to the next stage. Which was what? Well, I actually, I stayed with the same franchise group, but I moved to an office in Bangalore. It was really interesting when I walked into that office. Within the first week, I actually felt like I was at home. I just walked in, I went, oh, this feels amazing. I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. And I had bought a property in Bangalore. So I lived in Byron Bay for the first 12 months. And then in 2001, I moved up to Bangalore. 
And I actually remember when I bought that property that my boss at the time said, you're going to become a, a Bangalore person, not you know, not a Byron Bay person. I thought, well, oh, that's ridiculous. It's 15 minutes up the road, you know, and coming from a city, like, you know, it's like 15 minutes, nothing. But he was quite right. You know, Bangalore is very different to Byron Bay. Lennox Head's very different to Bangalore. Like we're, we're all little villages on the North Coast and we're all beautiful, but we're very different and we attract different people. So I became this Bangalore person and it was absolutely right for me. So when I moved to the Bangalore office, it just made sense because it was, you know, I'd been living there for six or so years, I was quite well established in my uh, my community. I had, you know, sons that were at the preschool and the primary school. And it just felt like, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. And that journey sort of continued with Duncan, who ended up being my business partner. He joined the office. And I remember looking at him thinking, you know, I think you and I could work together quite well. And so you know, I approached him and said, look, you know, you, um, you're new to the area and you've got a lot of experience and I don't have a lot of experience. Even I had been in real estate a lot, a long time, but I didn't have a lot of sales experience, but I know a lot of people. So, you know, would you consider working with me? And he went, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. And so we did. We, we started working together as a sales team within that office. And we did that for about oh, 18 months or so. And it worked really well, like really, really well. You know, the the yin and the yang, male and female, going off to list properties. You know, I did all the the laughing and giggly stuff, and he was the serious, you know, <laughs> the yeah. serious agent. I, and it just worked really well. And we we were, I guess, number one in the office because we worked so well together. And he had owned real estate offices in Sydney before he'd moved up to Bangalore, and he had been in my ear saying, you know, we should we should Let's set up it. a business. We should buy a business or we should do this. And I really had no aspirations at all. I was quite happy to be the salesperson that I was. I was like, yeah, look, I'm fine, you know, whatever. But he just kept, you know, the little little bird in my ear saying, we should do this, we should do this. He was someone that obviously saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And how often does that happen? You know, I was just talking to young Chantel about that a little bit earlier today. Quite, you know, Some of us are lucky enough to have people around us that actually see more in our, you know, more potential in us than we actually see in ourselves. So it's so important to have those people around you. I think it I think it definitely is and I know as I've got gotten older and going through that process where we did buy the business you know we owned that business together for 8 years you know staffing and you know management of all of those things I really tried to be that person that was a a positive role model in you know in my staff's life by you know whether it's you know leading by example or encouraging them to you know that they can do all these things and and it wasn't just you know within the office it you know filters out into you know your whole life but that experience with him for the the 10 years was amazing because it gave me that grounding of this is what you need to do when you own your own business and we had a really successful business I did property management for four years um, I did sales I was you know number one in Bangalore and then we got to a point after doing it for about 10 years where I just went this is 2018 and I just went oh you know what I think I'm a bit tired of this and we were both working really hard and there wasn't any 
defining moment of this happened and therefore we have to, you know, sell the business or whatever. It was just more we were slightly on different pages where our lives had evolved separately in that, you know, he he was interested in other things outside the business. I was interested in other things outside of the business. And then all of a sudden the business became a little bit of a, you know, a bane in our lives because it was like we've got to put all this energy into this business when we want to do other things. And so we had a conversation about selling the business and, yeah, within six weeks we we sold the business. And that was confirmation to me that it was the right thing to do because it all happened really so fast. Yeah, it happened really fast. We made that decision, made a phone call, and the first person we spoke to said, yeah, we're interested in buying the business. And so it's an important point, right? Just because something had been working well for a long time doesn't mean it's going to continue to work well. You need to evolve. I think that's right. And I think, you know, again, when I look back over my life and, or, you know, my career as such, there are challenges that you have throughout your career where it doesn't feel right and you might be stressed over something or staffing issues or whatever they are, but there's something that is off kilter that is, you know, not aligning with you and you're not functioning at your best. And that's what I identified, you know, I, at that time that I don't feel like I'm functioning at my best here. And my enthusiasm for going into the office had changed. And so for me, I guess I'm quite in tune. I thought something has to change here. And I haven't, I don't have the mindset where everyone else has to change. It's not me. I have the other, you know, mindset, which is if I want change in my life, I take control of it and I go, well, okay, what can I do to fix this situation? And so that's what we did. You know, we had a chat about it and we said, okay, well, look, we're, we're on different paths here. Let's, let's sell the business. And so we did. We put it out there and off we went and sold the business. And that process, whilst it was really, you know, it happened quite easily, it didn't actually solve the issue that was actually my issue that I had, which is what I was trying to achieve at the end. Which was what? Well, what I wanted was more freedom and flexibility. Right. And so because I felt like I was really tied to the business and, you know, to our partnership and, you know, we were relying on each other and, you know, it was like, hey, I've got to work hard, you've got to work hard, you know. And I thought, well, if we sell the business, I can become a commission-only salesperson and do my own thing, come and go, um, have some balance in my life and that'd be fantastic. But it didn't actually pan out that way. And what actually happened was we, you know, like we sold the business to new owners who were, you know, fantastic. They came in and they had their ideas and there was lots of exciting things happening. But I soon realised that whilst I was doing, sort of doing what I was doing, I was still dependent on these other people or or codependent with these other people because, you know, I still had to check in. I had to report about what I was doing. I had responsibilities to these people. And so I basically transferred that dependency from one person to another and the freedom and flexibility that I had been searching for didn't actually happen. And so things continued, well, not continued, things became difficult within the office because internally I wasn't coping with the fact that I was still in this office environment and it was it wasn't what I really wanted. So Yeah, the expectations that they had of you didn't match with the expectations of what your life looked like for you. 
That's right. And I, I had this picture of what it was going to look like when I sold the business. I thought this is what it's going to look like, but it actually didn't look anything like that because I continued to be the same agent that I was beforehand. I kept doing the, you know, going into the office. I kept doing everything the same way. But what's that? There's that saying, you know, you keep doing everything, but you expect a different result. You'll, you know, keep doing everything the same. And, and that's what happened. I just went, okay, well, I'll sell the business. I'll, you know, keep going in and it'll be completely different. And it wasn't. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so <laughs> What a shock. <laughs> yeah. So then I took some time off, some, you know, time out of the office to start thinking about what I really wanted in my life. And that's when I worked out that I actually wanted more balance in my life to do the things that I wanted to do. And they were, you know, spend more time with my family, spend more time with developing. A, I have this social club that I organise for the women in our community. So put more time into that to create connections within our community. Just looked at those things and went, yeah, that's really important to me. And I realised that I couldn't do that within the office structure that I was working in. So then a, a decision had to be made and I decided to go out on my own. Very exciting. And you're working from home now on your own? I am. I'm sitting in my home office right now looking out at the showgrounds. Oh, stop it. <laughs> it's really fantastic. And it was a, it was a huge change to actually take myself out of that office environment of where you go in and you check in in the morning and you sit there and you do your emails and you do this and you do that and whatever. And I went, well, no, 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 I want this to be completely different. So I got out my ideal week and I went, okay, well, what am I going to do? And so I put in all the things that I wanted to do in my week. And the thing, those things include and at any time, not, you know, between 6am and 8am and then 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock at night. I put them in when they fitted in for what I wanted to do. And so my week pretty much looked, well, I'm on getting close to Christmas, so but my week pretty much looked like Tuesday, Thursday mornings, Tiger Chi between 9.30 to 11.30 and painting workshop on another morning, writing workshop, walk, workshop on another morning. And so all the things that I wanted to do went in and then I went, okay, my real estate works around that. And so, you know, someone calls me and they want me to go and do an appraisal. It's like, okay, well, I can't go these times, but I can go those times. There's going to be a lot of very jealous people sitting around <laughs> listening to you, being able to manage that. That's, that's not an easy thing to actually pull off. And do you know what? And I thought the same thing. I thought, look, I don't know how this is going to go. And I can honestly say to you that it works really well because I'm actually working smarter, not harder. I'm putting the hours in when I need to. So if someone has to look at a property at, you know, eight o'clock on a Sunday morning, I do it. You know, if they, you know, you just do what you have to do. But I can honestly say that the hours that I put in are so much less than doing the Monday to Friday nine to five because I do the work that is required, not the work that's just filling in the time because I'm sitting in the office and it's like, okay, well, I better do something now or there's not a lot of wasted time. And the time when I'm out with the, the women doing the social club stuff, you know, like I'm out there, I'm out in my community. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about that. So you started a social club specifically for women. Why did you do that? 
A few different reasons. One of them was because I'd lived in my community for 18 years. I've got three sons. I'm very well connected in my community. And I was meeting a lot of, you know, people that were moving to our area who didn't have the same connections that I had. Obviously, working in real estate, you know, I have a lot more connections than probably most people. And I realized, and people would say to me, oh, how do I meet people? Where do I go? What do I do? So I saw that there was a need for somewhere for people to just come and have a social, you know, social outing, social social get together to, you know, meet each other and create friendships. And I, it had been in the back of my mind for about five years because when my husband and I separated, we, um, you know, my whole friendship dynamic changed. And at that time, I realised, oh, gosh, where do I go to find people like me, you know, that are not you know, married or, you know, in that family dynamic, you know, I wish there was a group that I could just join and say, you know, I'd like to go and have a walk on the beach. Is there someone that wants to go for a walk on the beach with me? And there, were, I couldn't find anything like that. And so anyway, so it was in my head for quite a few years. And, and that was one of the things when I sold the business, I went, I want to put some time into this. It's been in my head for five years. I really want to put some energy into it. And so I did. I launched it in February of this year and we've held, oh, I think we've held seven sort of social events throughout the year and then we do all these other workshops, so art workshops, taigachi, writing workshops and I've probably connected around or over 200 women in our community wow. have come to these things and so we had drinks the other night and this lady got up impromptu and she just said it's the most beautiful group because she knows she doesn't know a lot of women. So when she comes there, she knows that she can walk up to any woman and they will be friendly and welcoming and open. Yeah, come and talk to me. Come and talk to me. And I see these little friendships that are being formed within our community. And I see, you know, like when I, I ran a high tea a few weeks back and, you know, little friendship groups were buying tickets for each other. I'm like, oh, they're friends now. You know, they're, that's their little group. And then they came and they, you know, sit together. And then there were other little groups. And I know, I know for a fact that these women weren't friends at the start of the year. And now they've, you know, they've got these little connections happening. And so for me, that's sort of my little, you know, my little passion thing where, you know, I've got that event management background. And I went, organizing an event is not hard for me. You know, it's like, okay, putting together a party, putting it out there. I was well connected in the community. It's also supporting the local businesses because we hold our events at the local venues. We've got a few, you know, like the, the seller bottle shops that, you know, they're great supporters. And also the instructors that, you know, teach all the different things. I'm supporting other local amazing, you know, instructors. And that's another rewarding side that I'm seeing people in their own power, you know, like they're doing their things. And when you see them, like, you know, someone I knew, she's an art teacher and I hadn't seen her be an art teacher, but I knew she was a great artist. But doing her class, I was like, oh, my gosh, you're amazing. So it's been a really, really lovely experience. So it's something I do on the side. Obviously, my real estate is my job, but... I would imagine the network would be good for business as well, though, for you. I don't know yet. Like, I don't know. It's... I think being part of your community is good for your business. So, and that's not just, you know, organising this. I think if you give back to your community, whether it's, you know, in your local sporting club, whether it's at your primary school, I mean, and I've done all of that. I've been on committees my whole life. I've always given back. If you are seen in your community that you're active and you're doing something, 
it will come back to you because people see you as a person. They don't see you as a real estate agent. And that's yeah. that's my little bit of advice there is like, be you. And my greatest compliment is when someone says to me, oh, I didn't know you were a real estate agent. I go, good, because you know me as a person then. You know, you don't know me as that person that's, you know, they saw in the paper. I mean, I do get people say, oh, I saw you in the paper, but yeah, no. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But you're, you're absolutely right. I think that whole community connection is getting increasingly important in a world that is becoming so digital. Absolutely. So I think that's such an important point. Yeah. How do you approach those courageous conversations? To me, it sounds like you are very instinctive. You know when you need to challenge yourself and challenge your environment. Would that be fair? Yeah. Look, I have to say that I'm still a work in progress. I'm learning as I go. And I think, you know, when you're honest with yourself, we're all learning every day by different experiences. And I I gained a lot of clarity in myself that night when we did that that talk and I just spoke about my career and I and I now when I am in a difficult situation, I actually look at the situation and I think why is this situation difficult? What am I doing here that's contributing to this? And how can I fix this? And is it my attitude that is the problem? Or is it, you know, or what's going on for them? And I try and problem solve rather than assume and go, well, they're the problem. It's not me. Instead of blaming other people, it's like, well, how can I assist that? And so I think as I've gotten older and with a bit more experience and a little, hopefully a little bit more wisdom, I'm able to negotiate the situation a lot better and be in a position where I can go, look, this isn't working for me. I'm going to take ownership of my contribution towards this, but I know for me, the best thing for me is to remove myself from this situation or let's try and work something out differently and be be an adult, you know, and have grown up conversations. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. Put your big girl panties on. But I think so many of us are not willing to look at the part that we have played in getting to wherever it is we are now we do typically get defensive if people try and point out our part I think that is such good advice just be honest and open and have a good look in the mirror and work out exactly as you say how you got here and the part you played in it so that I think is the perfect place to finish so thank you so much I really appreciate you spending the time and I will very much look forward to seeing you next time I'm up in Byron oh thank you Leanne I look forward to seeing you as well (laughs) 